0: This is channel 253.
1: In this episode of Crossing Division.
2: There are people who are completely freaked out about the idea that uh, white people will not be in the majority. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly freaked out maybe because we really hope that um, people will be kinder to us than we were to them. <laughs> yes. Um, it's like, all right, people, you know, get your act together today. You know, um, it's never too late. So I, I just think that it's it's very important Um that we not be taken in by this kind of thing.
1: Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you.
0: this is Evelyn Lopez today on Crossing Division I am so excited to talk with Chris Charbonneau who is the CEO or executive director of Planned Parenthood Northwest and Hawaii Um, Chris I think you actually have a few more states added under your umbrella lately uh, since the last time I looked but why don't you start by giving me kind of an overview of the services that Planned Parenthood is offering in Washington state. And I say that because I'm of a certain age where I'm 59, almost uh, 60 next year. And, you know, when I was uh, a younger woman, Planned Parenthood, the focus for me was really on contraception and birth control and, you know, the place where you would be able to get an abortion if you wanted one. Uh, But I think there's more going on there now. So Mm -hmm. if you could give me kind of an overview of of, uh, Planned Parenthood in Washington, I would really appreciate it.
2: Happy to do that. And thanks for having me on, um, Evelyn. I I am Chris Charbonneau. I am the CEO of Planned Parenthood of the Great Northwest, Hawaii, Alaska, Indiana, and Kentucky. Um, The reason for the disparate states is a strategic alliance between red states and blue um, to make sure that uh, people who need our services all over the country, even in hard to serve places, um, can get those. And we have a lot of people in Washington state interested in supporting financially, um, things that happen elsewhere in states that are less well-funded. And, uh, the whole thing just works beautifully as an alliance. It works very badly on a map in terms of (laughs) uh, contiguousness, but, uh, fortunately that's not a requirement, um, to your question about what does Planned Parenthood offer? Well, just like when you were, uh, Looking at Planned Parenthood back in the day, uh, we do a whole lot of contraceptive care. Um, we do um, a lot of sexually transmitted infection screening. Um, most of those tests are negative, thankfully, but uh, if they are positive, we are able to do what we can to cure the um, the things that we can cure and help people in, in the case of viruses um, be less transmissible. Um, and so... Uh, you know, those kinds of services are certainly there. We do a tremendous number of pap smears, hundreds of thousands. So we're looking for cervical cancer and we do follow-up colposcopy and LEAP treatments. LEAP is kind of a, a, a hot technique where you can take off just a thin number of cells in order to make sure that the tissue that remains is healthy. And fortunately uh, for us, that if you're going to have anything go wrong, sort of cancer-wise, cervical cancer is the one to choose because it is so readily curable, and um, and we can do it without injuring people's ability to be parents later. Um, and so it's if you're going to have something, it's the happiest one to have.
1: Yeah. Not that
2: we get choices about these things, but um, but it's really worth looking into, even if you haven't had a Pap smear in a long time and you're afraid. Um, worst case scenario, we can almost always fix it uh, and really easily. So um, that's really important. And we have added on um, um, gender-affirming hormone care for our trans friends. Um, and uh, that is life-saving as well in many cases. Um, and we, of course, do reproductive uh, uh, surgery surgeries like um, vasectomies um, and, uh, and abortion care for people who need that. Um, but as you point out, the preventative care that we do is by far and away, most of what we do. In addition, Planned Parenthood has a massive education effort where we, uh, work with schools and churches and all kinds of different groups to help people learn about their bodies and sex ed so that they can do their own planning for what they mm-hmm. want to have happen in their lives. And uh, that is our main focus, to make sure that people live their own best lives as they define it and that we give them the tools and the information to help them do that.
0: That's great. One of the things that I have always appreciated when I've gone into a Planned Parenthood office is everyone, without exception, is kind and everyone is interested in my well-being and is supportive. And Mm -hmm. frankly... Uh, you don't get that in every doctor's office. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's something that I've told friends, especially, um, you know, friends who've had negative experiences in doctor's offices before, mm-hmm. um, you know, look at Planned Parenthood because it's just a much more open and loving environment.
2: Well, I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say that. It's certainly what we strive for. And, you know, often with things around sexuality, people just don't, know whether what they're going through is everyday normal or not, Mm -hmm. and they're very sensitive about it, some very tender emotions involved in all of this, and um, because it's what we do all day long, no matter how uncommon the thing you think you have is, we see it all the time, and so you know, anything that people are very accustomed to, um, helps them, you know, know what's helpful to how the reaction is helpful. And, and so, uh, I think we have the, the kindest best staff people, um, on the planet doing this work. And, um, I would put myself in their hands on any day if I had any kind of concerns.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you noticed, uh, any issues with, um, People coming in, well, first, I would say, people skipping their routine um screening exams because mm-hmm. of the covid nineteen uh, virus and pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then people now coming in and having um more severe problems because they've had to put off health care for a while. and mm-hmm. i'm I'm saying that because I read an article, I think a proPublica article um that talked about particular uh, was focusing on a woman with breast cancer, particularly who had sort of been putting it off both because she didn't really want to go into a healthcare place sure. and also because she didn't wanna, um, you know, she was an essential worker and didn't want to take any time off of work.
2: Absolutely. And one of the things that scares me is during the height of the pandemic, we were open the whole time. Um, because also one of the things that happens is if everyone's going to be at home all the time, the last thing you want to do is not have anyone have any contraception available to them. Like, ow, you know, right. this is a bad strategy. Um, but um, on on top of that, um, people weren't getting around much and they were afraid to go into medical places and they were being waved off um, in sort of some of the broader messaging from mm-hmm. doing anything that they didn't absolutely have to do. And I was concerned, uh, you know, not not because cervical cancer, for example, is especially fast moving. It is not mm-hmm. um, compared to other things. But um, I was just concerned at sort of the lack of maintenance and that anything that people have that is bad, that's annoying them is not better if it's, you know, older. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would just urge people now Um, To come on in, you know, we have we have all along had our staff people protected from head to toe, but now all of our staff people are vaccinated. Um, And so uh, we we didn't have any cases of us um, transmitting, (coughs) excuse me, transmitting anything to anyone else. And um, we had no evidence of any transmission in our health centers. We we cleaned like fiends Mm -hmm. um, as everyone did. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) have to take a sip of water sorry about that no that's fine (coughs) Mm. Um, so yeah we we cleaned a lot Um, we had our people protected from head to toe and we are still off about eight percent of the people we'd be expecting so that Mm -hmm. means a lot of preventative health care being deferred Um, stop deferring your preventative healthcare, whether it's to Planned Parenthood or anyone else, um, things are really opening up and we want to get back in the game. We want to make sure that nothing is worse than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. So, um, everybody get your mammogram appointments at your, at your mammographer and, all of the kind of thing that uh, you know you used to do on a regular and uh, and get rolling back with your your rhythm, um, because there's really no need from the healthcare perspective anymore for you to delay.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good reminder. I I did exactly the same. I delayed everything. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't have to go. And mm-hmm. so now, yeah, now I'm backed up and having. I need to get in and make an appointment. Right. Do. I'll have to do that. All right. Good statement. I will definitely do that.
2: Well, <laughs> We all have to take our own advice now, right?
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> Things I always tell other people to do now, I need to do it too.
2: Exactly. Oh,
0: um, let me ask you something. One of the questions that I had was um, in Washington state, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've always felt that we were so, well, so progressive, but so well protected For women's health issues, because we passed, uh, you know, an initiative in 1991 that specifically said, look, no one is going to take away or abridge your right to health care, your right to abortion, should you need it. Mm -hmm. Um, But recently, and in Tacoma, I see this because we really have three medical providers, you know, big medical providers in in Tacoma. We've got Mm multi-care. We have um, the Franciscan system and then we have Kaiser Permanente. Mm-hmm. And um, in the Franciscan system, I don't believe that they offer abortion services. I am not sure about the others. Mm-hmm. But with our healthcare sort of becoming more and more consolidated, yeah. and now with Virginia Mason joining the Franciscan system, is is that something that we should be looking at that we should be concerned about?
2: Well, I don't love the consolidation for the kinds of things you're suggesting. I mean, I think a real diversity in healthcare is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just going to happen though, for financial reasons. I mean, the, the yeah. impetus for this is, is that the huge cost of healthcare, um, and so I think that that's just a reality. Um, the truth is that uh, for most of the women's reproductive health care, it wasn't provided in hospital systems anyway. Mm. Um, a lot of this, uh, a lot of this, thankfully, is office procedure work. Um, and, um, you know, we we will be standing uh, as an institutional provider with our excellent, excellent colleagues in the state who are not Planned Parenthoods, who also do this, this care, um, you know, for a long, long time, um, we see Washington state as being what we call a haven state in the Mm -hmm. Roe v. Wade sweepstakes, Mm -hmm. um, that is the Supreme court. And that in the event they make, uh, it possible for states to super regulate abortion or, or, um, make it virtually impossible to get, we anticipate women traveling to Washington um, and that we would be a place where people would be being taken care of. So I am not concerned. Um, of all the things you need to go to bed and have nightmare uh, visions about, Washington State not being able to do that should not be one of them.
0: Oh, that's great. You know, that, that makes me wonder, Can you could you see the same sort of thing, a haven state developing for trans kids? Because it seems like so many states right now, um, in more conservative areas, are, are kind of targeting trans kids, and particularly targeting their health care.
2: I is- had that very thought, Evelyn, when, when I started to see those bills coming, that, um, you know, they were not only thinking of, you know, making it difficult, but criminalizing the providers that are taking care of these kids, and I thought, oh no, is this going to be, you know, I realized that the right wing no longer has much that they can uh, fundraise on. uh, And, you know, a lot of a lot of these issues are about whether they can fundraise, frankly. Mm-hmm. um, to fund all of their activities. But, uh, so they lost marriage equality. Um, they, they have lost a whole lot of issues that were sort of central, sort of the red meat that they like to throw. And you can see them casting around for what's going to be the next red meat for their fundraising appeals. Um, the bathroom bills kind of went sideways because, you know, people were just like, Oh, come on, you know, uh, we're not the kind of people who are going to tell other people where they can use a restroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's not be ridiculous. Um, many of us survive fine on airplanes with, you know, multi-gender, right. you know, uh, air, you know, airplane stalls and we all manage to, uh, bounce back somehow. Um, so, uh, so I, I see this as another attempt, you know, to, to take an issue that many people are fairly unfamiliar with, which is the the needs of trans children, um, and try to see if they can drive a wedge into that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I was uh, really impressed to learn that all of the local children's hospitals are doing a wonderful job of this in Washington state. They are sophisticated at it. Um, they don't think it's something they shouldn't do, you know, um, people can readily take their cues from that, but I, I do think that, um, until this shakes out in courts, it'd probably be a while. Um, mm-hmm. but if it should turn out to be restrictive in various places, um, then yeah, you could easily see sort of a post row abortion kind mm-hmm. of similar structure, uh, coming into place, um for that kind of thing. And, and frankly, you have a little bit of that at end of life care too. Mm. Um, the States where we've gone to, uh, to the voting booth, like Washington, Oregon to pass some death with dignity measures um, some States, absolutely not available. And so, uh, you know, I, I deal with this less of course, in my, my work, but I know that there are people who actually come to States that are more progressive to, mm. um, to deal with their terminal illnesses, et cetera.
0: Okay, that's interesting. We'll yeah. see how that shakes out. Mm-hmm. Um, what's sort of the status then? You know, if Washington is in good shape, which mm-hmm. I'm very glad about. Yeah. Um, what about sort of federally? And uh, particularly, I'm trying to remember that there were issues with federal funding for providers who, who provided uh, abortion services. And I. Yes. And I'm wondering, you know, is that still something that's creating issues or do you think that may be um, moderating down a little bit now that we've had a change in administrations?
2: Well, it did create issues and those issues continue because, you know, federal funding, it moves glacially. Mm -hmm. So when you do damage to it, even the fix takes a long time. Um, So the entire family planning, um, program of the United States that we call title 10 and, and the 10 is an X. So in mm-hmm. case you ever see that, um, <clears throat> it's the nation's federal family planning, um, money. And it, it was basically providing care for three or 4 million women, um, that women and men, uh, and tra- trans folks that also need contraception, um, mm-hmm. uh, it in the nation. And by saying, we don't want anyone who's involved with these other reproductive healthcare, um, uh, services to be involved in that, they basically shut it down. Um, very destructive because what causes more abortion than taking the nation's contraceptive program offline? I mean, you Mm, know, it's, it's obviously an insincere attempt, um, at, uh, controlling numbers of abortion because it would have done the exact opposite. We are in the process of trying to rewrite the rules again, um, which we are able to do under a Biden administration,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
2: to make it a healthcare program again and take all the politics out of it. Um, And so we are in that effort. And from time to time for our supporters, we'll be sending you things about it. it would be helpful if you could write this or say that Um, and so we invite people in to, uh, to help us get that program put back into shape, but it was horrible. We ourselves as an agency lost $3.4 million. Um, and when you think about how far that much money could take care for people with no money, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's the kind of thing that keeps you up at night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that it's getting better. That's sort of what I had, what I had hoped. Mm Um, let me ask you about, about changes in public perception for Planned Parenthood. And I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about uh, a program I went to probably at least five years ago now that was um, looking at future. They had done polling with younger people and the future trends were very progressive. The Mm -hmm. future trends were high acceptance of LGBTQ+, Mm -hmm. high acceptance of... Um, you know, no issues with really women's equal rights and equal pay, high acceptance of um, racial diversity. And it was very, it was very interesting. It was very, um, it was a very hopeful report looking at sort of younger people and and their perceptions. Um, and then, of course, the Trump administration came into office and everything sort of seemed like, you know, how, how did this happen? You know, how, how did this happen? But What what are you seeing in terms of trends in the perception with regard to Planned Parenthood and the services that are offered? Mm
2: -hmm. It's just becoming stronger and stronger, as you indicate. You know, for a lot of years, it it was sort of even, and and now we see a really rapid movement in the pro-choice direction. Mm -hmm. Um, Depending on how you ask the question, we've got something like 75% of the folks basically saying you know, whether it's me or not, this has to be possible. You know, I don't want to put, I don't want to paint anyone else into a corner. I don't want to step in, in anyone else's shoes and tell them how to be, um, when you're talking about, uh, LGBTQ quality, uh, equality issues, nobody under 50 even understands why that's a thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Even if they're evangelical Christians, they don't understand why that's a thing. Um, you know, they grew up with, with, you know seeing all kinds of people on tv and all kinds of things that uh, you and i Evelyn about the same age didn't mm-hmm. have the ability to do and and they just aren't willing to be that judgy about it um and so it's it's really quite encouraging that what you have is a, a, a group of people just want to support other people. Um, they don't want to be in their business or lead other people's lives. They don't see why you should go out of your way to make things difficult for other folks. And I think that that all is a wonderful trend. Mm-hmm. But between here and there is the mountain. Um, and uh, and you really see that the death of these kind of um, uh <clears throat> you know, sort of very judgmental ideas coming very hard that mm-hmm. the, the backlashes the the things like let's make sure trans kids can't get care. I mean, seriously, you're mm-hmm. talking about healthcare for children and, and, you know, you're, you're going to be on the wrong side of that. Um, and so, you know, and, and, you know, all of the efforts of course, to make sure that nobody progressive can vote mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just to, just to maintain Um, this worldview a little bit longer, but I, I think that ultimately it's, um, it's in its death throes.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's fascinating. I I know that um, Texas this week, I believe passed a law that would ban abortions after six weeks, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, our, our, our long tradition of looking at abortion has at least had a tie to whether there was a viable birth at that point in time. Now, whether that is a, I don't actually think that's a very good way of looking at it, but that's what we've inherited. Yeah. But six weeks, I mean, six weeks is most women well, will not know. I was amused by
2: one of the states, one of the states had language in there, like, and it's illegal whether you know you're pregnant or not. It's like, I'm a little unclear how you can be intentional about ending a pregnancy you don't know you have. But, you know, um you know, th- there's a lot of not being concerned with how um, uh, constitutional anything is. So, for many right. years, people were embarrassed to do that kind of thing because they knew they were on their face unconstitutional. The Supreme Court has flirted to such a huge degree with mm-hmm. the idea that they will be willing to upend any precedent mm-hmm. that this is the kind of thing that happens now. Everyone's like, maybe mine can be the case that tests this. And, uh, and takes us into a very different space, which means that we have to spend an inordinate amount of time and energy and money um, challenging cases that we should not have to deal with um, that are on their face unconstitutional. Um, and I don't know where anyone finds in the Roe v. Wade structure that basically creates Uh, Total freedom of choice in the first trimester, Um, you know, some regulation for a woman's safety in the second and then finds a compelling state interest in a pregnancy in the third Mm -hmm. Um, where we should be dealing with a six week thing where people are actually writing down things like even if you don't know you're pregnant. I mean, that's how early it is. Um, You know, I I fear for a world in which uh, the road protections leave and states are able to go after Women who have natural miscarriages mm-hmm. um, because of this kind of, of vagueness, and frankly, um, they're not doctors, but they play them in the legislature. A lot of really inexpert things. So we we just ended all six uh, legislative sessions that we have been in this year, and we actually have uh, requirements in Indiana, for example, that we tell people inaccurate things medically. About um, about being able to reverse uh, abortions partway through the medications involved, um, it's not scientifically possible to do what they're suggesting, and they are not embarrassed whatsoever to write this into the laws. Um, and so, it, it's gotten to be a little wild westy. And um, you know, and as I say, you know, we we I now have full time two full time attorneys that do nothing but figure this stuff out for us. Mm -hmm. Um, and whoever thought, all I ever wanted to do was give people good sex ed and some birth control to help them. And, you know, that you end up in this massive effort, uh, to remake your, your court structure or your, Mm -hmm. um, decision framework and, and, um, who knew, you know, but we build the army. We have to have in order to use it.
0: Yeah. Do, Do you think it is that they're coming up with the, the most wild, the most ridiculous ideas in order to you know push it as quickly as possible toward the supreme court i, I think that everyone's thinking that with the makeup of the supreme court that they have the best the best chance of of changing the law now mm-hmm. but on you know the supreme court's still going to be ruling on the case that comes before them and if what comes before them is something that is completely nonsensical yeah well even the, with the personalities the there they're not going to hold it up
2: I don't think so, Evelyn. I think what's going on now is sheer red meat and virtue Mm -hmm. signaling on the right. Uh, There are already 17 plausible cases lined up in front of the Supreme Court, which they could use at their discretion, any of them at any time to overturn Roe or to sharply curtail it. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so there's no need to pass more things that are even more ridiculous. We've Mm -hmm. got We've got a backlog of those. Um, and, you know, we of course, they're all in courts because they've all had to be stayed um, so that they don't go into effect. Um, and so um, the Supremes have plenty to pick from. At this point, it's just I want to show uh, my supporters that never does a sun go down on a day when I don't do something um, that injures a woman's right to choose.
0: hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. On that note, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about sort of where you see the future, what you, <laughs> what first, what you fear yeah, and then what you hope for. Okay. Excellent. All right, All right. See you on the way
2: back.
1: Hi, I'm Eric Hanberg, host of the channel 253 podcast, Citizen Tacoma. And I've been a customer of TAPCO Credit Union since I was a kid. Really? My parents set up a savings account for me and I've had that account with them ever since. In fact, my first credit card wasn't from a big banking conglomerate. It was from Tapco and I still have that too. What I appreciate about Tapco is that they are intensely local. Just like Channel 253, Tapco keeps its focus on just Tacoma and Pierce County. They have easy to reach locations in the Tacoma area and when I don't want to drive, I just use online banking and they still help parents teach their kids good savings habits. The Moolah Kids Club teaches kids about savings, not only through interest on their money, but with special prizes like cupcakes and discounts at local attractions. So if you want to help your kids start a savings account the same way my parents did, check out our local credit union at tapcocu.org. My thanks to Tapco for their support of this podcast and channel 253.
0: We're back. This is Evelyn Lopez talking with Chris Charbonneau of Planned Parenthood. Uh, Before we get back into the meat of this discussion, which is a very interesting discussion, let me do a quick ask out to those of you listening. If you are not yet a Channel 253 subscriber, please consider becoming a member. It is $4 a month or $40 a year. It helps us pay for all of our podcast technical support. And you will, as a member, get access to the member-only Off the Record podcast and uh, be able to participate in our member Slack channel, which is um, one of the better ways of keeping up with what's new in Tacoma. Okay, Chris, let's, uh, let's look to the future. <laughs> what are the things that you worry about? What does keep you up at night? What, what are the things that we should focus on that are not good?
2: Um, We are working on this, but the reimbursement, not just to Planned Parenthood, but to all providers for uh, reproductive health services are really inadequate. Um, When we're seeing people without money in the state of Washington, for example, uh, we lose $167 on every visit we do. Um, And when that happens, one cannot make it up in volume. Um, and so the, the legislature ha- has worked hard this year in Washington state on changing up the, uh, reimbursement and that is looking really good at this point. Um, it still doesn't bring us to break even, um, and our, our rates are still lower than say Idaho's, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, it was a vast improvement. Um, However, you know, what that meant was with COVID and variety of things, um, we can't be alone, but Planned Parenthood lost nearly $12 million last year.
0: Um,
2: And, you know, so we had savings for a rainy day. But when you have something like that happens, it just makes you much less nimble and able to deal with other challenges that come. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
2: So we so appreciate the support of the community. Uh, We we use the the heck out of every last dime of anything anyone gives. Um, But uh, my and my other fear and the reason for resiliency is um, the Supreme Court could well act. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my colleagues and I are joined at the hip Um, trying to figure out how we would move women around the United States to keep them safe in the event that we have something that is, whether it's exactly an overturning of Roe or not, it could Mm -hmm. be so substantial, uh, an open door for bad regulation that in essence, it's the same, whether they overturn it or not. And that the, you know, we've never experienced a situation where we inflict a wound on ourselves that creates a, massively knowable safety concern for Mm -hmm. some of the youngest, most vulnerable women in our society. Um, And so, and, you know, and doubles, doubles down with some punitive things on the Mm -hmm. other end of it too. Um, And so mostly for providers, but you could imagine that uh, women would be scared. Um, So, making sure uh, that we would do that in the most seamless possible way to prevent the most damage uh, absolutely keeps me up at night. Have we thought about everything? Um, I worry about young women feeling painted into a corner who obviously take matters into their own hands. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a you know, this is not a DIY project. This mm-hmm. is not a good do-at-home thing all by yourself. I don't care how, how many things you Googled on the internet. Um, this one, you leave to the pros people. Um, I, I can't say that strongly enough. Um, and please anyone who has a relative anywhere in any state that has this problem, please contact some of the known providers in your area. Certainly a Planned Parenthood. Um, let us, uh, concierge you through this experience in your lives. Do not try this at home. So having said that, um, uh, moving people around, I want to make sure that no one is exploited. You don't mm-hmm. want to get into a cab that doesn't take you where you think you're going. You don't want to uh, get taken to a place that isn't um, a medical provider. In the end, you don't want to have anything like that happen. We want to have open communication and making sure you can do all that when we're not sure how the laws are structured yeah. um, and and you know what we can get away with. I I've had conversations with our attorney general um, ferguson it's like how much can washington lay its body in front of me so that i can operate in indiana and kentucky you know Mm -hmm. maybe i'm not allowed to go there on vacation anymore but you know Mm -hmm. that i get it done for the women of those places um so uh you know just just thinking about a dystopian world like that Mm -hmm. um you know, that's those are my fears.
0: Yeah. Well, so this is this is uh, admittedly pretty off the wall, but um, I've been noticing over the last two weeks more stories talking about birth rates in China, in most of the cases, but also talking about birth rates in this country. And what they're really looking at, but not saying, is white birth rates. Mm-hmm. And that they're dropping and it's sort of posed as though this is something we should be concerned about. And it's interesting to me because because it really isn't. I mean, we've had many, many um, eons of time in which, um, you know, people had a lot of babies and it leads to all kinds of pressures on the environment and on society Mm -hmm. and everything else. So it's not really a problem at all unless you think uh, white supremacy needs to be maintained. But I do wonder sometimes if that birth rate discussion kind of starts um, creeping into the, you know, and we must prevent people from ending their pregnancies.
2: I think people will try it for the reasons Mm -hmm. you suggest. There are people who are completely freaked out about the idea that uh, white people will not be in the majority um, mm-hmm. mostly freaked out maybe because we really hope that um, people will be kinder to us than we were to them. <laughs> yes. um, it's like, all right, people, you know, get your act together today. You know, um, it's never too late. So I, I just think that it's, it's very important um, that we not be taken in by this kind of thing. You know, we're no longer an agrarian society. We don't need 15 kids in every family to go right. bring in the crops. Um, you know, we have other ways of dealing with the elderly, Um, and and so, no, this is not the same equation as it once was. I think, I think you identified the, um, the basis of the concern in your question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what then, if those
0: are the fears, what are the hopes? What, what would you like to see coming and what do you have planned? hmm.
2: Well, I want to say that my hopes are much bigger than my fears. Um, and right. it's only because I feel responsible for all the young women in all the states where, you know, I'm in charge of this, um, that that it's that it even rises to what I was discussing before. But mm-hmm. um, I see the the country evolving into this wonderfully diverse, um, very open, kind um place to be, you know, with a lot of improvements that are possible. Um, you know, I've been impressed watching people pull together for the most part around COVID, you know, people being concerned for the uh, the impact on people that they will never meet, but they're mm-hmm. concerned anyway. Um, you know, I, I think um, we are a country of innovators and we are a country of uh, people who are interested in other people and we are a can-do kind of place. We don't shut our best ideas off. And so I really think that, um, that great things are in store for us. Um, I think that healthcare will be be becoming easier and easier to get. I mean, did anyone, once we were all going in for our COVID vaccines think, you know, it'd be really much better if I'd had to figure out how to pay for this. Um, You know, no, I mean, we all kind of like, all right, let's, you know, let's get this done for the community. And I would like to see every member of our community have, um, you know, levels of care and not, not, not do as we were discussing earlier in our conversation, all the important preventative health care that prevents people from getting sick in the first place. So, um, you know, this is entirely within our power and we know this because, um, you know, insurance, uh, you know, reform has happened in every major first world Mm -hmm. country and they figure it out just fine. Thanks very much. So we could be on the cusp of that. Um and so I think that there's a lot exciting. I have to say I'm not um I'm not seeing any great new contraceptive methods on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um if you opened a time capsule from 25 years ago, you'd have variations on the same thing we have today. I, you know, there're only so many ways to interfere with this and sometimes when you uh, interfere with a reproductive health system that's so, so hardwired in us, um <clears throat> you know you have really unexpected and not good things happen so there are only so many ways to you know i mean there there were, were was that the one method um uh, cotton seed that they were trying to use for men um and alas turned them bright orange you know like that's a side effect come on men man up right um so you can imagine why people uh, you know didn't think that was cool Um, So there's just a lot of difficulties with coming up with new things. And so we're going to see more variations on the theme of what we have, different methods of delivering estrogen and Mm -hmm. different kinds of things like that. Um, uh, And and so uh, not a lot coming into the market that's going to be wildly new and exciting, even though people read about things in magazines all the time. These things are a long way off from happening. Um, But a lot of other things, good innovations to be excited about and uh, in, in disease prevention and control. And, um, and so I think our world is going to be a very bright, shiny place. I hope we don't have to go into a trough before we get there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's the, that's the, the issue. Mm-hmm. So tell me, I've gone through most of the things that I wanted to talk about, but what have I not asked you about that you'd like to talk about?
2: Um, I would say uh, that um, specifically in Tacoma, maybe we could talk about Mm -hmm. um, because your listeners are obviously very interested in that. Um, You all need to know that our Tacoma Health Center in the um, uh, up on the the hilltop is an anchor for our entire organization. It is a beautiful clinic and it's uh, a lot of people go there and, great people running it um, and seeing a whole bunch of folks. Um, and so um, 7,000 people a year through that health center wow. um, and, um, and a whole lot more, you know, all the appointments that we make in the system in our Western states um, happen from the hilltop in Tacoma. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yep. And we do telemedicine, not only from Tacoma, but in a variety of places for 39 other states out of Washington state. Wow. Um, We cross-licensed our clinicians and and we operate that. And so, you know, the people in New Jersey and Florida and things that get telemedicine uh, through Mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood Direct app, um, they do that um, from clinicians that are here. Mm-hmm. um and so in many ways washington is a haven in many ways tacoma is the middle of that and so i'd just like to thank the people um in your listening area that have been so supportive of planned parenthood all these years that it's it's really mattered um and it's mattered for a lot of people well beyond pierce county
0: wow that's really great to hear i'm so pleased mm-hmm. to hear that yeah it's a nice clinic and it's well located um We've got our, um, one of our um, community colleges and technical colleges um, doing a real development to get more nursing and healthcare training up uh, in Tacoma. And so maybe we'll see even more people being able to benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's wonderful. Well, thank you.
2: We do know that state politicians in various states have introduced 14 anti-abortion amendments to their constitutions. Um, so what makes that bad is that those things are very difficult to reverse. Mm -hmm. Um, they can be reversed, you know, time, money, and all of that. Um, but, uh, that's a whole lot of spending. Um, and, uh, and we, in, in our own, um, responsibility, the, the initiative, um, to undo abortion in Kentucky is going to the ballot next year. Um, so yeah, so we're going to have a ballot initiative in Kentucky. Um, and so, uh, anyone who wants a trip to Kentucky to help us fight (laughs) that, (laughs) you know, stay in touch. Um, but, but that's going to be interesting,
0: Mm -hmm. interesting, and, and
2: hopefully a revelation to the people in Kentucky. And I will say, you know, we got there and, and, um, within weeks we had nearly 65,000 people in Kentucky on our supporter list.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. That's pretty impressive.
2: I, I think that shows a hunger for, um, a certain kind of worldview.
0: I think so too. Yeah. Well, and that raises a good question. So Chris, how can people help? How can they either get involved uh, make make a donation uh-huh. uh, and assist you in all of these efforts because they are so important. I mean every every family is is touched by these healthcare issues.
2: Absolutely and the easiest way is to get on to uh planparenthood.org and uh, we have a donate button. Make sure you press the donate locally button for you that would that would uh, put it into our organization. Um, our national office does valuable work in the congressional lobbying and that kind of thing. If that's your uh, emphasis, then, you know, you might want to, to split your donation there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want it to go to the healthcare care side, um, then definitely choose the, the local option. And um, every now and then we put out a call among our supporters mm-hmm. um, for, um, for volunteer work or a variety of things. So make sure that you sign up. On Planned Parenthood's supporter list, um, the uh, weareplannedparenthood.org dot um, org resource, and and that you know that would help people know that you're interested and make sure that we reach out to you when um, when the time comes that we need something.
0: Okay, that's great. Well, I will include that in the episode notes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Chris, thank you so much for being available to talk with us today. I think it's been it's been really interesting, and um, and I agree with you. I think the hopeful um, definitely outweighs the worries, and
2: that's- it definitely does. We're in for some good times, but we need to make sure that we get beyond uh, the the chaff that gets thrown up in the next wow. amount of time. I really appreciate being able to be on Evelyn, and thank you all, Pierce County. For your your decades and decades and decades of Planned Parenthood support.
0: Thank you.
1: Did you know Channel 253 is member supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com/slash membership and join. Thank you. Crossing Division is part of the Channel 253 Podcast Network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, We Art Tacoma, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B Team, Citizen Tacoma, What Say You, and Gimme the Mic. This is Channel 253.